Thank you for joining me this Friday, the 2nd of September. I'm Grady Wolf, a market analyst with Bell Direct, and this is our weekly market update. Well, reporting season and winter are finally over, and with that come some key themes and ideas to take into spring. This reporting season was unlike any other, where we saw COVID-19 mentioned in almost every report, with a pandemic impacting operations across all industries in one way or another. So let's dive into the sectors that moved the most. Over the month of August, five of the 11 sectors on the ASX posted gains, unsurprisingly, led by the energy sector, adding almost 8%. Leading the charge in the energy sector was oil and gas giant Woodside, which jumped almost 5% in the month after releasing H1 results that were very strong, including a massive $1.09 per share final dividend and NPAT surging 400%. Looking ahead, a key takeaway from the energy giant is that up to 25% of produced LNG is being sold at spot prices, which are currently trading at 15-year highs. City maintains its neutral rating on Woodside with an upgraded price target of $33.30 per share. The materials sector added 4% in August, boosted by mining giant BHP, gaining more than 4%, also on the back of releasing strong FY22 results. For the year, BHP benefited from the soaring price of its key commodity, iron ore, reporting record underlying EBITDA, record sales volume of WA iron ore, record material mined, and paid a record amount of dividends for the year at $3.25 per share. As for what's next for BHP, well, the company shifted focus to battery metals expansion, but it may come with a hefty price tag as it looks to join the already booming base metals market. Macquarie downgraded its price target on BHP to $44 from $46 per share based on forecasts that the price of iron ore will fall over the next 18 months. On the other end of the scale, though, investors sharply sold out of REIT stocks during the month due to inflation-related rising costs being absorbed into their balance sheets, as well as rising interest rates, increasing the cost of finance for landlords and tenants. Australian Integrated Commercial and Industrial Property Group, Goodman Group, led the losses in the REIT sector for August, tumbling more than 7.5%, as the company's outlook for FY23 included lower-than-expected operating profit guidance. Credit Swiss maintained its outperform rating on GMG but lowered its price target to $24.49 per share. So what are the key takeaways from reporting season of FY22? Inflationary pressures are here to stay in FY23. The miners are set to benefit from soaring commodity prices for a little while longer and investors are favouring companies that pass on rising costs to customers. Now that reporting season has ended, 336 stocks have reported to be exact, and of those, only 27.1% missed market expectations, 31.1% of companies beat expectations, and 41.7% had results in line with expectations. Locally, the ASX 200 tumbled 3.64% from Monday to Thursday as investors sharply sold out of stocks later in the week, as Wall Street had its worst August since 2015. For the week, consumer staple stocks was the only sector that gained some ground, led by a rally for A2 Milk Company, which reported FY22 results on Monday. For the year, A2 Milk reported revenue growth just under 20%, EBITDA up 59%, and NPAC grew 42.3% to $114.7 million New Zealand dollars. The strong results were driven by strong performance across the company's regions and products, and A2 Milk expects higher single-digit growth for revenue in FY23. FY23. 
Following the release of the results, investors piled into A2M shares, sending the share price up 10% in just one session. While Bell Potter upgraded its rating on the stock to buy from hold and increased its price target to $6.35 per share from $4.75 per share. On the basis that Bell Potter anticipates strong double-digit EPS growth for the company through to FY26. In the All Lords, Nitro Software soared 31.54% this week after receiving a takeover offer from private equity firm Potentia Capital, valuing the company at almost $400 million. And on the other end of the other end of the scale, sorry, DGL Group plunged 46% this week after the logistics company released FY22 results without including FY23 guidance and predicted many uncertainties in the operational environment to come. The most traded stocks by Belderet clients this week were Borrell and Core Lithium. Clients also bought into BHP, NAB, Nickel Industries and FMG while taking some profits from CBA, Lake Resources, Pilbara Minerals and Jarawa Investments. And the most traded ETFs this week were BetaShares Australia Strong Bear Hedge Fund, BetaShares US Equity Strong Bear Hedge Fund and Vanguard Australia Shares Index ETF. On the economic front for the next week, the week kicks off with final retail sales data for July released on Monday, sorry, as well as ANZ job advertisements for August out on Monday as well. A new month means a new interest rate decision, which is exactly what the RBA will hand down on Tuesday. GDP growth data for the land down under is out on Wednesday, with the market expecting growth of 1.3% for the second quarter. And Australia's trade balance data is out on Thursday. And that's all we have time for today. I'm Grady Wolf with Bell Direct. Have a lovely Friday and enjoy your weekend.